So I'd just like to summarize our entire retreat in um, four verses. I hear those thoughts coming, coming round the bend. I can't feel such suffering since I don't know when. And I'm stuck in my mind's prison, and I just can't get free. But those thoughts keep a-coming, and that's what tortures me. (laughs) So here we are in Sangha on a meditation retreat. Not much else to do here but sit, walk, and eat. As I watch my mind's a-wander, thoughts go into and fro. Amazing what can happen when I can finally let go. (laughs) The practice makes you stronger, at least that's what we say. Build you up some courage to learn how to stay. And I trust that with more practice of love and compassion, that an open heart regardless can actually be fun. (laughs) So may you all be happy. May you all know peace. Be free from suffering, the ultimate release. And may the merit of your practice wake up all beings now. As all things are impermanent, I end with a heartfelt bow. why I don't like to write Dharma talks, because nobody claps like that after a Dharma talk, which they totally deserve, right? (laughs) Sing a three-minute song. Oh, yeah! (laughs) I'm simple like that. Um, So, but seriously, folks, uh, I'm guessing that there are a lot of different emotions probably moving through you right now of um, anticipation, fear, relief, dread, worry, joy, uh, thought of seeing family and friends when you get home. And as these feelings arise within you, just really inviting you to continue practicing. You know, this practice does not end when you pack up the car and leave here. It really continues. And it really is about noticing um, how you're relating to your experience. And to get that every moment of your life is an opportunity to notice and wake up over and over and over again. That you can start over and over and over again. My dear teacher Eric Kolvig once said at the end of a retreat, if there's anything you take away from this experience, may it be these two things. Sit every day and notice when you're suffering. That's all. Sit every day and notice when you're suffering. We're so often in our lives entrenched uh, that being in a state of chronic suffering just feels normal. You know, that just has been our, like, baseline. And so um, to really, the mindfulness practice really uh, hones in this ability to notice every single sensation, every single emotion, every single thought that's going through you. And if it's causing you suffering, to, like, find ways of working skillfully with that. 
when we're able to actually acknowledge like what is going on, then we can do something about it, right? So as we transition from this beautiful container of retreat, of safety, of comfort, of ease in certain ways, because you've been taken care of so well here by what we've offered and how Janet's held the space and how you all have held each other. We're all teachers for each other. Um, These are some suggestions that I offer to ease that transition. Even in these last three days, you've slowed down a lot inside. Uh, Getting in a car and driving over 50 miles an hour is going to feel like a roller coaster ride for some of you. So I really just invite you to take your time um, as you get in the car, just like settle into your car and, and know that you're driving. Um, please take time to, um, and refrain from listening to the radio if you can. I just noticed maybe that tendency to want to turn something on and listen to something. And if you happen to be riding with someone else, you know, um, maybe check in with each other and see if it would be okay to talk to each other at that point. When you get home, or even when you get your phone out of your, into your hand, see if you can refrain from checking email or um, checking voicemails or updating your Facebook status to tell everybody how your retreat was. <laughs> if you're coming home to uh, family or friends or partner, um, roommates, uh, you know they're p- going to be happy to see you again. They're going to want to know like what you've done over these last three days. And so just give yourself um, space to like be able to say, you know, it was a lot and it would be just really great to just take some time to uh, integrate that in. And um, I'd love to share with you later if you, if you still care to, uh, to hear. If mu- as much as possible, if you can establish a daily practice, you know, coming on retreat, it's on a lot of the interview questionnaires. Um, people really wanted to jumpstart, you know, their practice. And so there are lots of different ways you can do that. Um, IMCW has several like weekly classes that you can be a part of. Tara leads the Wednesday night class at River Road um, from 7.30 to 9 uh, in Bethesda. I lead the people of color and LGBTQ sanghas that meet on a monthly basis in Woodley Park. Um, and we have a people of color sangha meeting this Saturday, actually. If you happen to be in Madison, Wisconsin, you can join... Uh, Sherry's Sangha, Snowflower Sangha in Madison. Um, and if you're from out of town, IMCW has a lot of audio Dharma talks, thanks to Janet, um, that you can check out. And Tara has a podcast, so you can follow along there. Uh, if you happen to have a smartphone, um, there's a really great uh, app called the Insight Timer, which is a wonderful uh, app that can time your sits and can also uh, connect you with other people. You can connect with your friends and know when they're sitting, which oftentimes is a motivator for me to sit. And um, it's a really sweet way to to keep a practice going. Um, Be sure to schedule your next retreat on your calendar. It's always a good thing to look forward to. Unfortunately, the IMCW Spring Retreat is now on a waiting list, but you can get on the waiting list and hopefully still get in. Tara teaches several day-longs, usually like every three to four months in the D.C. area as well. 
Um, Sherry and I will be co-teaching another five-day Taipasana retreat down at the Stone House, uh, July 17th through the 21st, if you'd like to join us down there. It's a really small retreat center, and we usually take between um, 15 to 20 people. So if you want a lot more intimate environment, um, it'd be great to practice with you all down south. Um, and you can start your own sitting group. You know, if you find some folks uh, that you've met here on retreat, once you finally get to start talking to each other and finding out where you're from, <laughs> uh, you can start um, a sitting group together or a Kalyana Mitta group, which is a spiritual friends group, and IMCW has a format and how those groups are organized and, and uh, facilitated. So there are lots of different ways of um, establishing a practice. And, uh, you know, if you don't have a sangha it's like you can hook up with somebody here and, and you can actually sit with each other on the phone I even do that with a friend back home where um, we just call each other at 7:30 in the morning and just put the phone down and listen to each other breathe <laughs> and just time to sit for like 30 minutes but um, there's something about doing it with somebody else that that makes it actually a lot more helpful for me um, and some, so here are some ways that you can integrate, you know, what we've shared with you in terms of our own practices this, this weekend. Uh, the practice of stealth metta. So as you're passing people on the street or looking at people on the bus or the subway, uh, standing in line at the grocery store or the bank, you know, to be sending metta to people um, as you're waiting. The practice of mindfulness as you're doing your chores, you can... Thich Nhat Hanh has a beautiful washing dishes uh, meditation. Um, noticing the transitions from sitting at the computer to standing. Um, taking three breaths at every red light. I had this insight once where I was at a red light and uh, in DC they have those uh, pedestrian um, signals where like, it tells you how long you have to get across the street. And I was just sitting there watching that and just thought that was the best, like, invention ever. And then I actually got that it's actually my life ticking away, you know. It's not just the amount of time. And so it was just really, I found it to be really profound. <laughs> so now I just think. Um, and the practice of generosity, you know, I often like to do this thing where... Uh, if I'm parallel parked somewhere and I'm putting money in my meter, if I see the meter right next to mine, you know, getting ready to have it, you know, expire, I throw a few quarters in there for them. Um, letting people emerge on the highway, that's quite a new concept, right? Um, try smiling at everyone you meet, you know. It's interesting in, in D.C. you'll pass people and people don't really acknowledge or look at each other and um, and I just smile at them anyway, whether they're looking at me or not, and send them a little metta. Um, sending someone a handwritten card for their birthday. How old school is that? Um, and then practicing gratitude. You know, each day letting someone know how much you appreciate them and their impact on your life. Simple things like, you know, I live in uh, Adams Morgan in D.C., and for those of you who know that area, uh, if I can find a parking space within three blocks of my house, I am jumping up and down. Uh, and then every month, you know, after I pay my bill, the fact that I can just pay my bills every month is also a great joy. My partner and I sing a little song about abundance <laughs> with regards to that. 
the practice of self-love, appreciating your body for carrying you through this life, Uh, maybe noting three things that you appreciate about yourself each day, the ability to say no in an empowered way, meditating every day. The practice of patience, like when my mom calls and asks me to fix her email because it's broken. (laughs) Don't quite know how you break your email, but (laughs) I think it's code for come visit me, I love you. taking three breaths before answering the phone, letting go of the need to be right, and giving myself and others the space to be human. And then the practice of effort. You know, it's like we, we sit and we, we recognize and allow like for what's happening, but there's a, a path on the eightfold path of, of wise effort. You know, so it's kind of pushing you beyond what it is that you know. So taking risks towards moving out of your own comfort zone. Um, Making amends with those with whom you've offended or caused harm. Standing up for yourself and others who are disenfranchised. I saw this video on uh, one of my favorite Dharma resources, Facebook, yesterday. Did I break another precept? (laughs) (laughs) But it was this really sweet video called... um, are you a spiritual badass? And uh, what the person was saying on his video was uh, the three hardest things to, but the most, three hardest things and the three most courageous things to ever say are, I'm sorry, I was wrong, and I love you. So just noticing when that's hard to say and to push yourself um, in that way. So another new resource that we are soon to be uh, getting is um, Tara's new book, True Refuge. And so, uh, of course, I I wanted to uh, honor that um, huge achievement and huge gift that she's offering the world um, with yet another song. So if you'll (laughs) indulge me. (laughs) She's not heard this, so (laughs) she starts twitching and stuff, just <laughs> let me know. Oh, for my dear teacher. Not so long ago, I can still remember how my thoughts would make me cry. And I knew when I took a glance at Tara Brock, I'd have a chance at maybe being happy for a while. Cause her compassion makes hearts quiver With every Dharma talk she delivers With bad news on our doorsteps How can we take one more step When it came time to heed the call And radically accept what's to befall It ain't gonna be found in a shopping mall (laughs) True refuge no need to stall. So bye-bye, false refuge, bye-bye. No more donuts or heartbreaking, ain't no place left to hide. I've got dharmic skills, no need to bump up my pride. Tara's wisdom is a powerful guide. 
Tara's wisdom is a powerful guide. Well, she wrote a book on love to trust ourselves beyond and above. Can you find your breath again? Does your body feel much more than whole? Has sitting saved your mortal soul? And can I teach you how to walk real slow? Because <laughs> you know mindfulness is the way to save us from our everyday. So just kick off your shoes before entering the hall. Dude, I was a lonely drop in the ocean wave. But true refuge saved this dukud slave. And I found freedom thanks to rain. We can begin again. And we were singing bye-bye, false refuge, bye-bye. No more donuts or heartbreaking, ain't no place left to hide. I've got dharmic skills, no need to bump up my pride. Tara's wisdom is a powerful guide. Tara's wisdom is a powerful guide. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so thank you so I just thought I'd um, end with uh, one of my favorite uh, poems some of you might know it it's called Desiderata and I think it really offers some really beautiful um, teaching as we go into reality in the world again. Go placidly amid the noise and the haste and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible without surrender beyond good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly and listen to others even to the dull and the ignorant because they too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexations to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It's a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let not this blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself, especially do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune. 
but do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him, her, they, whatever or not to be. I I put that in. And whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful. Strive to be happy. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.